Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. Hey, or is it show, Shelter and Tell? Shelter and Tell. It's the best one hour on the internet. Take a break from refreshing CNN and come on by, uh, show off your projects, see what other people are up to, whether it's 3D printing, sewing, coding, soldering, whatever it is you're doing at home in the safety of your bedroom. We would love to see it. So turn on your webcam and come on by. We have a full hour. We've extended it. Yeah. Twice as much. We've decided to make show and tell one hour during this time where a lot of people are at home. We want folks to show and share their projects. We've been doing show and tell for about 10, 10 years, years or so, and it's been a half an hour. So we're doing it every week, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time, every Wednesday. Last week, we had like 30 or 40 people. We'll uh, continue to get through as many people as you can. Don't worry. We'll be here next week. And uh, one quick note. Lady Ada and I and many people at Adafruit are considered an essential business and essential critical manufacturing. So there might be some weeks coming ahead, uh, up ahead where Lady Ada and I are not doing the show and tell or ask an engineer. That's okay. We have our team that'll be able to help because we might be at the factory doing stuff. And obviously if we have gloves and masks on and we're doing things, uh, and we're going out in the public back and forth, um, we're not gonna be able to stop to do a show. So you'll see some familiar faces helping out with show and tell and uh, if we miss an Ask an Engineer, don't worry about it. We'll do uh, a video probably later in the week. But mm -hmm. our focus, uh, we're going back to the factory tonight. We're staggering uh, shifts to make sure there's not too many people. And of course, but our focus right now is getting some much needed uh, PPE. You've heard that term a lot for New York City and making sure Adafruit can still deliver electronics to the COVID-19 related efforts that are out there. A lot of our electronics are used for prototyping and more for things that might end up saving lives one day. So uh, that is the only disruption in service um, that I know of. So with that being said, let's, let's start getting folks in. Let's, uh, let's go with JP. JP. Yeah. Hey, JP. Hi, guys. Good Hi. to see you. Uh, so I've got a few different things that are going on. I had a guide published today, which is on my uh, flower watering robot. So go check that out. That's Chauncey the Gardener robot. And uh, last week I showed my Circuit Playground Express hand washing timer that my daughter had conceived of, and it's in use. It's, uh, it's actually blue tacked to the wall and runs over uh, to a plug with a USB, so it's on all the time. And you can clap or snap to start it, and it does a little countdown. And so now I'm working on a Clue version, and that's what you see here. Uh, the Clue has a really lovely proximity sensor on it, so that's what I'm using to trigger it. Um, this is my early prototype, just sort of getting things working, and then I think I'm gonna uh, on Lady Ada's suggestion, make it pretty using some of our Display I.O. custom fonts and graphics and things like that. Um, but right now you'll see if I wave my finger in front of the little uh, sensor, it says scrub away, and then it's gonna count down. I just have it counting down a few seconds right now uh, for testing, but you can set that up back up to 20 or more if you want. Uh, so that's my project that I'll be working on, and I'll be uh, showing some more details of that tomorrow. Uh, and I also, I, I don't know if we have a ton of people, if I can show one extra thing, which was just a yeah. shop tip. Okay, yeah. so- Do you want to hide your screen? You may be familiar, yeah, you can just show my screen now. Um, you may be familiar with these little helping hand things that uh, are, are based on coolant uh, hoses for, for CNC machinery or, or regular machining stuff. Um, one thing I'd never thought to do until recently when I really needed it is pop one off and turn it into a super huge one and make a little teeny teeny one because these things just you can just pop them off anywhere and re uh re uh, attach them so that's a, a really useful tip for having adjustable lengths of these things depending on what you're up to so that's my my shop tip of the uh of the show and tell 
Good tips. All right, thanks, JP. All right, next up, let's go to Brent. Hello, we're all sheltering in place, uh, sheltered fruit. So um, this past week, I worked on a few different things. Um, I have been working on a Fona module for CircuitPython, which will probably be, be out soon. It's a different way to use uh, CircuitPython to connect to all of your IoT-related things like Adafruit.io and the internet. So we have different ways to connect now. So cellular, LoRa, LoRaWAN, and Ethernet, and Wi-Fi, like tons of ways. And I've also been working on a temperature monitor. Um, so the, like this is very rough because Noe and Pedro are going to do a great job with the design. But this is like a sock, and you can actually fit it right over your arm. And then this is an MCP temperature sensor, which fits right underneath the sock. And then you can go all the way up to your forearm and make the temperature sensor fit into your armpit. So why is this useful? Um, if you're like me, one of these, which is a temperature, which is a thermometer, is really hard to find. Um, last week I had a fever and I couldn't find a thermometer. And I went to the doctor and they said, oh, you had a fever overnight, what was your temperature? I don't know, like I was shaking, that's as far as I got. Um, because like toilet paper, everybody's purchased thermometers. Um, not everybody's purchased MCP temperature sensors. So this is going to be for continuous monitoring overnight and it's going to sit on your arm like a wristband and go under your armpit. So 12 minutes equates to one reading with a more accurate temperature monitor or sensor that goes into your core, um, like your ear or your mouth. And then you can monitor your temperature with Adafruit IO, and I'll show that, share my screen. Uh, yeah, and while you're sharing your screen, um, one of the things that we're working on too is uh, helping folks uh, use some of these tools to at least be inspired to make, you know, maybe large scale commercial things. So there's going to be large areas that have tons of hospital beds. They're converting Jacob Javits Center right now to a portable hospital. You probably want to have a temperature sensor on the person in there just to see, and you'll want to have it be able to publish to something, and you'll want to see if they're getting a fever, even if they're recovering, there's still something to look after. So a lot of the engineers that need to figure out these solutions who are going to be asked to work in a way they never have, um, I think we're going to see some interesting stuff. I do want to get more bio um, biomed uses of Adafruit IO. And so this is a good first example, which is very relevant. Um, now that you're okay, Brent, I was terrified when you said you had a fever and you had to go to the hospital. I was like, yeah, it wasn't yeah, great. I was, no, it was, I'm sure it was scary for you. It was, it was terrifying. And, um, the, the idea that you didn't have, you know, like, I remember always having a thermometer as a kid, but now there's like, there's, you just, you just don't, you, you forget that you need these things around. So this will be kind of neat. I'd like to also see us do a wearable one, like you're working on. So if if it's in Bluetooth uh, land, oh, where yeah. you're walking around at all times, it's also constantly sending it up. And I think that might be good for caregivers who have someone maybe isolated in another room, so they can constantly be getting the temperature. So anyway, sorry for uh, I was you got your screen up faster than I thought. <laughs> no, no problem. I'm Keep going. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, I should talk about how this works. So this has a feather sense. Uh, in the sock or the enclosure that we'll have. And then it's talking to the Adafruit um, Bluetooth Connect app, which over Bluetooth, which is sending to Adafruit IO over here on Wi-Fi. So the app is bridging between Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. 
And then you can see, this is actually when I was testing underneath my arm, the temperature slowly ramps up over like around 12 minutes until it gets to like a core body temperature, um, give or take a few degrees. And then I'm currently running it to look at better usage. But um, this is something really interesting. It's something that's really good for Adafruit IO because Adafruit, like, I don't want to share my temperature data with other people. Um, I don't want to share my health data with a lot of people. Adafruit IO has a very good privacy policy and we have a very good um, IoT bill of rights and your data is your data and can't say that about a lot of IoT services. So um, Adafruit IO is a good platform for this and then we're going to be doing triggers. So if whoever you're monitoring, their temperature increases or spikes over a period of time, you can send data from their wearable armbands to an uh, email address as well. Yeah, I think um, one thing that we came up with the IoT Bill of Rights a long time ago, and I think people are like, oh, well, you know, why do you need something like that? Well, guess what? Uh, the new normal is all of us are going to be constantly be submitting our temperatures. So as an employer, the, um, empl the equal opportunity uh, employment, uh, there's the uh, Department of Labor in New York. There's a few different agencies that says you're now allowed to take your employees' temperatures. So now what? You know, now, like, what what data policies go along with that? If you thought GDPR was bad, wait until we all have to deal with, like, okay, click here to continue having your temperature sent to your boss. So very interesting uh, direction that we can all go. So maybe everyone can look at the Bill of Rights because uh, we made it a long time ago, but I, I don't think anyone was thinking about wide-scale things like this quite yet. Okay. All right, next up, Nelly and Pedro. Hey, what's up, folks? Hey, guys. So start off with the face shields that we've been making. Made about 100 of these, shipped them over to the office. We can have these donated. There was some feedback from the ULCA, and they were saying something about the gap on the top. So no, I made an edit, so there is no longer a gap on the top. So we're printing out a bunch of these, and we'll be shipping these a little bit, uh, like two days. Yeah. And then to distract from all this, we did the um, MIDI a guitar video so yeah so please check that out and share it there's <laughs> it a lot of fun to put together um just showing the different little demos like chords and some of the keys mm -hmm. uh, acceleration mode accelerometer mode <laughs> yep. um and then some more dog. cad stuff um cad not cat cad stuff i'll be doing a layer by layer on all of the geometry and yeah snap fit together stuff yeah i think that'll be fun yep. so be on the lookout for that and, you can jam out with your dog yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll play at the end, too. All right, cool. Just yeah, oh. stick around and we'll play us out. All right, next yeah. up, Karen. Hey, hey. Hey. Uh, so I'm working on some uh, some face shields, too, but mine are a little bit different. Um, today, uh, I made a tutorial for just a sellable face mask that you can wear at the grocery store. Uh, basically, hooks onto your, your ears like so. <laughs> and... Uh, it will protect you from just sneezing on anybody or touching your face too much. No, this isn't, it's not got a filter or respirator or anything inside, but um, I did write the tutorial um, just for hand sewing. So you don't need to have a sewing machine or anything like fancy tools or anything like that. Um, there's a lot of tutorials. There's a tons of people making these online right now because a lot of hospitals um, are asking for donations of them. There's a lot of nurses that uh, are running through their face masks like crazy. Um, so the cotton ones are are actually helpful for that. Uh, but I hadn't seen any tutorials online uh, that don't require a sewing machine. So I made one. 
So that is uh, up on the learning system. So if you guys are interested in making a face mask, it's a fun sort of little afternoon project that's crafty and you don't need too many crafting supplies. I made it from a t-shirt and a dish towel. So yeah, handy if you have, you know, your young people in your house and they, you want to distract them for an hour, cut up some old t-shirts, maybe get some quilting fabric that you have in your fabric collection because everyone's got a fabric collection and sew these up. So thanks for, for that tutorial, Aaron. And uh, yeah, seeing there are a couple of different designs, but I like this one. So it's very simple and great for individuals. Yeah. So. I have one more thing real quick, which is oh, yeah. a little game timer. So speaking of distracting your children, um, <laughs> another project. Basically, this is a, just a circuit playground that I hooked up to a uh, LED strip. And what it does is it counts off a certain number of seconds. I've got a capacitive touch thing here. Um, and then you push the button and it'll reset itself. So it's basically for, for playing games. You can uh, you can time your games. Um, I have it hooked up to a lime because uh, the capacitive touch sensor will work. When you touch the lime, it will reset. <laughs> you can try all kinds of different things around your house uh, to just play with. But this is another fun little project. It's not really easy to demonstrate. That is uh, also on the learning system this week. Right. Uh, so if you have one of the circuit playgrounds just on the shelf and looking for some fun crafty projects. All right, thanks, Aaron. Keep it crafty. All right, next up, Scott. Hello. Oh, let me scooch over. Um, I'm staying home like I hope everybody watching is, along with you folks. Uh, but I'm not working on a project for COVID. Uh, I took a little bit of a break from the sleep work I was doing, and I've been doing Beely MIDI, which is something that I wanted to do. So I've got this iPad here, and it's running a synth thing. And if I turn it up, it's connected to a feather I have here. Just one note, but that's all you need. It's one note, but it's doing pitch bend, which is interesting. Oh, that's true. Uh, very minimalist. Yeah, I just wanted something that was a, you know, a simple test to do. I didn't want to have to deal with a lot of code and stuff besides the, the things I was adding, but uh, Got that working, should get it out uh, soon. Uh, next up is figuring out how to get MIDI back in as well, uh, which would be great for controlling all sorts of instruments um, from CircuitPython. All right, all right. nice. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks, Scott. And his one tone band. Yeah. All, all right. right, next up. Next up, paint yeah. your dragon. Greetings. Hello. Hi, I got buttons here. Um, so uh, Little VGL, that's littlevgl.com, is a library uh, for doing user interface stuff on microcontrollers. Uh, they have buttons and sliders and scroll lists and widgets. It's really nice. The, everything just looks really uh, beautiful with it. I'm working on a library to tie this into our uh, TFT displays uh, kind of across the board. So uh, here I have a ESP32 on a uh, feather wing. Here's a Pi portal. I'm working on um, uh, NRF52. So so most of our 32-bit boards uh, with like the feather wing uh, will work with this, and uh, the touch screen responds as well. I don't have a beautiful demo of everything. I'm just getting the the core stuff working, Looks but. Nice. It'll make it so much easier to port this stuff uh, onto our devices because there's there's just there's this big chunk of code that has to be written and I keep seeing it copied and pasted everywhere. We don't want that, you know. So putting it all into one place and uh, should make these kinds of uh, 
slick user interface things a lot easier to do. All right, sweet. All right, nice work. People can't wait. You'll be releasing that library soon. Uh, RSN, yes. Yes, real soon now. Okay, thanks. All right, next up, Drew. Hello. Oh, yes. Uh, so I have the orange crab here. Um, so great dabbles. I mean, one of these PGA in a uh, feather form factor. Um, and I was playing around with the LED in the Verilog blink example. So here it is uh, going through some different colors. Um, but the nice thing about this is we have an FPGA, the Lattice ECP5, and it's supported by open source tools. So we can do everything from learn uh, Verilog um, to run Linux on it. So I was also playing around with running Linux on a soft RISC-5 core in it. So very, very excited to have one of these to play around with now. Very cool. And um, if folks want to, you can go to github.com slash adafruit slash awesome dash feather, and you can see the hundreds, if not thousands, feather format boards. This is exciting because uh, Orange Crab went with the feather format. That means you get to use it potentially with hundreds of wings out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. wings. So Yeah, in fact, I'm, I'm hoping to find like an HDMI one or make one, because then I can have uh, see my little tux when Linux boots up on a, on a monitor. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Drew. All right. Thanks, Drew. Okay. Next up, Liz. What Hello, city? Liz. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Liz. Hi. Uh, so I've got the version of MIDI guitar I made uh, for my coding. Um, so I won't go too much into it. I know the Rose Brothers have been showing off, but I thought it might be cool to also show how it started on a breadboard Ooh, to okay. this. Um, but the other thing I've been show, uh, working on, um, which I got on my screen back there, uh, is a project I like called the Xylo Pi, which is basically a Raspberry Pi that, again, with MIDI, is controlling some little solenoids. They'll eventually hit a xylophone. Uh, and the way I'm doing that is MIDI over UART, straight to the GPIO on the Pi. And then I've got uh, MUX uh, sending out to some uh, Darlington drivers for the solenoids. So that's how I'm able to use the 3.3 volt logic to five volt to trigger them. So that's been fun. Okay, solenoids coming up soon. Nice. Yes. <laughs> that's fun. All right, all since. Yes. All right, thanks, Liz. Okay, next up, Helen. Hang on. So, hi, I've been, uh, it wasn't, <laughs> I've been working on the next version of my uh, throat-based vocoder. Um, yeah. So I'm doing a bunch of vocoder projects at the moment. This one is an earlier version. It's a Flex PCB. It's now on my throat. Uh, it uses a beagle board um, and then a cape, a bella cape on top, which is great for music. And I've never done this on a live stream. Um, and it was only working about 20 minutes ago. So I have no idea if it's going to work. If not, live I'm going gonna... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to share my screen. Let's see if it works. Okay. okay. Um, um, let's give this a go. So this is, can you see that? Yep. Yeah, it's like okay. a or something. So this is a piece of music software called Pure Data, which is an open source version of um, Max. Um, and this is this is a series of um, intersecting patches, and theoretically, let's bang this up, bang these up, and we can see if this actually works. Um, fingers crossed. Okay, so um, 
Um, so essentially what this is doing is it's taking the input from the microphone um, in, uh, and then it's, it's outputting it theoretically. This is very, uh-oh. You can kind of hear the vocoder going oh, on. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, it's distorted, but it is related. I'm going to turn that off. Okay. Um, that's very feedbacky, um, which. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't sound like that when I'm not on StreamYard. It sounds kind of cool, and it sounds a bit like it. nice if I had a heart, that particular vocoder. Um, if you know that, it's the theme tune to the Vikings, but um, the, uh, the, the knife were a really cool um, band. Um, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll video it when it's not <laughs> getting lots and lots of feedback from StreamYard. And I'll I like the feedback. My, um, I'll pop it on my Twitter. Because <laughs> that was just terrible noise. Like, I know this is Berlin signed up, but that was uh, <laughs> that was just terrible noise. But your data is really yeah, and um, and the really cool thing about this um, Bella malarkey is um, that you can load um, pure data patches directly onto this. So you can put um, these quite complex synthesizer sounds directly onto it. So I'm having fun with these. I haven't fully mastered it yet, but um, I'm having fun playing around making cool synthesizers. So uh, I'll record it. And Everyone's stay home. Thank you, Helen. Okay, one thing I forgot to mention. So normally, we, um, if someone's on the show, they can get a show and tell sticker. Uh, we're only shipping things for COVID-related uh, efforts. So sorry, no show and tell stickers for now. If you want one in a couple yeah. weeks, sorry, right. yeah. get it. Get us in a few months. Get or us something. Later. Okay. okay. Next, Next up, up let's Kevin. go, Kevin from Digikey. Digi I think I see Kevin there. Yeah. Hey, hey Kevin. What's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh. Wow, is this your home office? <laughs> this is my home office. That's pretty sweet. You, you, it is digikey, digikey, digikey. This is. I awesome. know, I know. I have a unfinished basement, so I try to make it work. I love this. These posters are cool. Is that? Oh, is that, you have the make with digikey from. Okay, you know what? Just keep, a mouse pad. What, okay, what are you going to show? But also give us a tour of your. Um, okay, so first off, I'll talk about what I'm going to show. Uh, so obviously, everybody's home with kids. I have four kids upstairs all oh. day long. Uh, Circuit Playground Express is amazing for anybody over the age of five. So I'm gonna switch my camera really quick to a different camera. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of um, comments about Circuit Playground Express and Make Code and more. They're like, this is what we're doing every day. <laughs> so my son has a pretty amazing fire truck bed. Um, this is a picture of it. Can you see that? Can yeah, you see yeah. it? Yeah, it's cool. I'm jealous. So uh, what does it need? It needs a siren, needs lights. So I was working with the kids and having them help me with this make code uh, on the Circuit Playground Express. And we have it set up. Obviously, it's not done yet. But when you hit capacitive touch, we have lights and sirens. Ooh. We're working on 3D or designing a 3D siren print for this. So I think it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. All right. Uh, so basically, just... When you're home with the kids, grab your Circuit Playground Express and go to town. It can distract them for many hours, and they don't know they're learning, which is, which is a good trick. Yeah. So, um, you want a quick tour, of my? my yeah. yeah. What's going yeah, on? Right behind me, you can't really see, but that's the new MakeLock M Create 3D printer, okay. which 
can switch to a laser engraver in about three seconds. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun playing with it at home. Um, I do have a, a mini fridge in my office, and I'm not going to turn the camera too much, but uh, my wife's desk is sitting right here because she also works at DigiKey and is working from home. We now, in a matter of about four days, we have 2,000 people working from home. Yeah, there was a really big um, transition that a lot of companies had to do. We have um, most of our staff that can work from home, or at least like, well, you know, well over half. Um, but there was a lot of people that they never had to need if they're in fabrication. I mean, you can't run a picking place machine from home. So it was neat to test all of these tools. And it was also neat to bring people together using some of these things. Um, one thing I should mention is if you can't get your parts at Adafruit, please go to digikey.com. Um, we're partnering with them specifically so folks can get our stuff. In fact, there'll be components and electronics that are not in the Adafruit store like Circuit Playground Expresses, but Digikey will have them. So um, make an account now on digikey.com and soon we'll have updates on our site so you know exactly like, oh, you want a clue? Um, clue the board, not like get a clue. Um, I was speaking, I have a little magnifying. You. Um, so uh, DigiKey will be uh, pretty much the, the the only place to get orders that aren't COVID-19 effort related for a lot of Adafruit things. Um, so I just want to also say special thanks to Kevin and his team who helped um, make that happen. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and we also are considered essential, similar to you guys. Uh, the Minnesota governor just today announced that we are now uh, mm -hmm. shutting down, basically. Yeah, you were called critical manufacturing. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so. No, I mean, like every electronics, medical, military, safety company uses DigiKey parts. So you guys are an essential yeah. part of America. You got to stay open. We are. And we're actually working with the University of Minnesota to work on some open source ventilators for yeah. hospitals. It's a, it's a pretty cool story if you, I mean, you just Google it, DigiKey University of Minnesota. Yeah, I posted it up on our blog. Yeah, that's right. It is up on the blog. So yep. it, it's all very exciting. Uh, it's scary times but it's really cool to see how everybody's coming together to make the best out of it. It's pretty amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. If you don't mind, come back every week and give us some updates. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I'll do my best. I mean, there's a lot of great things in here, but I'll I'll give you updates on DigiKey and stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. All right. You've had to distract your kids. Circuit Playground Express. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, kids. Kevin. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Next right, up, Emily, Emily and, Mike. and Mike. Hello, Emily. Hey, Mike. Welcome back. Hello. So last week we showed our sizing test and our first attempt at making a phone holder for the back of a seat in the car, but it didn't work because the angle was too high and when you went up a hill, phone fell out. So today we have our Mark II phone in. Okay. And so now we've got- I like, the, I like the little, you know, <laughs> okay, maybe you need a third side. Maybe, well, if you get in that much of a bump in your car, I think you have other problems. All right. So but we haven't had to really use the car today, but we did put it on a table um, and used it for her video conference karate class yesterday. So it's it Yeah. Okay. So we did get some uh, being at home use of it as well. Okay, you're doing your karate practice at home? Yep. Cool. All right, get strong. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right, and then we owe you- Yeah, a, kick him. We owe you a sticker. 
So remember, right. what, you you get offer doesn't doesn't expire. Okay. If your dad's like, "Why are you kicking me big? I'm practicing my karate." That's right. It's karate time. Yeah. All right. Well, we're waiting on you for back to normal. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right. Next up, Dan. Hey, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Hey, everybody. Uh, glad to be here. Hey. Um, hey, I was, uh, so I've been playing this week with a couple of uh, my obsessions, which are number one, watches, and number two is uh, weird exotic displays of some kind or another. Right. So I've always been a big fan of uh, the Pebble watches. This is my favorite watch, and I still have it running after all these years. And um, I have kind of a long-term goal of building my own smartwatch, smartwatch someday but I think it's going to be a while because I have to learn how to design PCBs first. So uh, in the meantime, I, I made this little uh, handheld device to play with out of uh, little breakout boards. And uh, there you can see the screen a little yeah. better. So I realized that Adafruit has the same, has breakout board with the same kind of a sharp memory LCD screen that the Pebbles used, which are yeah. great because they're, they're really low power like e-ink, but you can do uh, much faster kind of refresh times on there. I love the shininess uh, too. They look they look really nifty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there, there's another kind of these that that it's almost like a mirror. Uh, it seems like yeah. they've kind of stopped making those. But um, but this is a little thing I hacked together with the, the sharp memory breakout. I, I got these little proto boards uh, from Dr. Azzy on Tindy. They're really cute, and these little me metal tactile buttons. And then what's running it is this Esperuino breakout board called the MD. MDBT42Q, and they're really cute little breakout boards, and uh, you can program them in JavaScript uh, wirelessly, which I love. So, so this this is mostly a, a developer device so that I can kind of work on uh, software for it and and just program it remotely sitting on my couch. So, so that's, that's super fun. fun. There's a little lipo lipo and lipo charger in there. Yeah, so. the Pebble wasn't JavaScript programmable, right? It was C. It was C, although they actually had a, a JavaScript library for, for doing watch faces as well. So, all right, we'll put uh, them all over. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't decided if I'm going to stick with Esprit or not, but it's so easy to get started. So I love that. And then after I, I got distracted uh, from my main smartwatch project because I discovered, I got to show you these. This is this uh, great old retro displays. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so they're called the DL2416. Uh, and these are made by Siemens and Lytronics back in the day. Um, and so I got one of these working on a little feather. And then I realized that actually the row spacing on the pins of these is exactly the same as the, the pin spacing on these little Esperino breakouts. So I hacked together this little uh, teensy weensy little watch retro watch prototype oh, here. Cute. So this is just uh, one of those, one of those displays soldered directly to the, uh, and I, the, I had to do a little bit of a bod wire on the back to get the ground pin to, to work out. But um, but so yes, yeah, so I'm working on a little uh, Esperino library that I'll release this week that does scrolling text and uh, and a few few things like that. So, All right, um, but I just I love how cute cute and self-contained that is. <laughs> the cutest. All right, thanks, Dan. Good work. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right. Next up, Techniac. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing? Hello. So, um, apropos of everybody already talking about face shields, uh, of course, now I need to talk about uh, the network I created to get face shields to people. Uh, so, yeah, if you switch, I created this website called Hack the Pandemic uh, about four days ago. And our main goal is to match uh, people with 3D printers 
to uh, hospitals in your area who currently need supplies. We are working with uh, all of the New York hospitals and are branching out uh, in further into the southeast, um, down into DC area uh, to work with some of the hospitals down there. But we're able to, if you have any uh, 3D printers, CNC routers, anything like that, uh, or if you can sew, punch in all your details, we'll get you hooked up with uh, materials, as well as we now have a brand new uh, development form. And so we're actually working uh, with Earth Ventilator and a couple other uh, groups trying to get uh, new projects together um, to keep advancing the work that's being done. So if anybody has any questions, I'll be on Discord. Uh, we set up so we can keep making things for people. We're trying to hit a goal of 10,000 masks um, delivered per week is our ultimate goal. Um, love to see you as part of it. All right. Hi, and um, if it comes up in the forums or whatever, please feel free to remind folks they can get electronics from us, but it has to be for those specific efforts. And right. uh, they can email COVID-19 at adafruit.com. That's where we've been doing a clearinghouse and kind of triaging the emails just to approve and do stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd, always, I'd only ask like, you know, some folks who are thinking of things that's different than actually folks that are doing the thing. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So we're, we're taking the designers and matching them with exactly. the creators yeah. and with the hospitals. Thank you for doing this. Cause that's what a lot of people were like, I have a printer, but I don't know how to help. And like who, right. And which design Cause not you know, every hospital, like, yeah, we're um, we're printing the designs uh, from. We were originally printing the Prusa ones, and then there was a little debate on the clearing of the Prusa ones. Yeah, and so we're now printing the um, Noah and Pedro design. Yeah, uh, the actually, because the all the hospitals in New York have the shields in stock to fit those, and so we uh. just need to print the masks and get them sent out, and they'll do the assembly there. And are able to clean them there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, right. This makes it nice and easy to back call. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. All right. Next All right. up, Liam. Hey guys. Um, great to be back after last week. So I just want to start off by <clears throat> saying this is an augmented reality tool to explore your electronics. But if anyone wants to show and tell using it, or if you guys have any Adafruit boards you want to get up, uh, that's a done deal, and we're happy to do it. So, really quickly. Uh, what I have here is an augmented reality viewer for circuit boards. So what you can do is actually go and interact with the circuit board right in front of you. So this is a live board on my desk. And if you need more information about a component, you can just click that component, and then we'll give you the net list and pin out in real time. And so now if you want to go and explore a certain net, we can create that there. You can freeze it if you want to go and hold this board up to the camera and not have it under your desk. And then from there, you can go zoom around. Uh, and, and find like which pin that net goes to. So it's really helpful for any kind of debug, assembly, uh, or test work that you're doing and for showing the design to other people through a live stream video call as well. Awesome, this looks so useful, especially for stuffing boards or like, you know, you're like, oh, I have to tap onto a pin, but like sometimes it's on the QFN, but it's like, oh, it turns out it's also available on this VIA, like, you know, yeah. so hard to do that in, CAD software because there's like so many layers. So I like how it just shows you exactly where to go. Yeah, you could go with this and get that via right there and say, okay, there it is, but it's tented, but I can use this pin instead. Um, yeah. We have all that stuff built right in and uh, we're just planning to make the tool more and more robust 
uh, and we want to save people as much time as possible, uh, especially during you know the outbreak right now with people working remotely. Uh, this is a great way to collaborate on a design if you're if you're in that like bring up and test phase. Sweet. All right. Thank you All so right, much. Make sure, to put the, make sure to put the links in Discord and the YouTube chat and more so folks can check it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Breaker, too. All right, next up, right. you want to go to Lily? We're going to go to Lily and, and Professor, Professor G. Hey, Lily, Professor G. And their cat. Hey. Hey, that's a nice cat. What's the cat's name? Admiral Grace Hopper. Wow. wow. Admiral Grace Hopper is the best name for that's a cat. That's a great cat name. All right, that cat has a sign, even. Yeah. Do, you want to, do you want to show that off? What are you going to show off today? Um, yeah, it's... um. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I made it my Cronus, which is a cat. And um, so it's hooked up to the Alexa. And when you say, Alexa, expect the Patronum. Okay. And then it lights up. Wow, amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> awesome. This is better than any Amazon Alexa commercial. That's I've like seen. the most useful thing for a voice agent. That's all I want is I want a cat sign to like. That was great. That's amazing. Great work. Yeah. All right, cool. Do you want to yeah. say a little bit about how you did it? Um, I used uh, um, fake neon lights <laughs> to, um, like, and to for it to light up. Did you basically, draw it out and then you, you traced it with the neon? Yeah. Okay, cool. Basically. You can show the back. And then the back is like that. I have to put all the twist ties in to oh. make sure. Oh, cool. Well, you can't even tell. It looks like it's just like this perfect cat shape. Well, all right. Work, well, the only thing is just please remember to send us an email after we can send you stickers because we're not sending stickers right now. We're working on other stuff. But congratulations. This is a great project. Nice work and a great cat name. Thank you. Thanks for your work. Yeah. Hey. Bye, Lily. <laughs> Bye, Lily. Okay, right, next up, let's get a geek mom. Hey, hey. Welcome. So All unmute right. your mic because we can't hear you. Hey. It's oh, good to see you. Nice necklace. I accessorized for the occasion. I thought yeah. I thought it was appropriate. Um, it's exciting to be here. I wanted to thank you guys for being, first of all, so um, helpful and generous with me starting a new business and, and being helpful, um, making sure that uh, my board was compatible with Clue. And I jumped on last minute and was amazed I got on. So I didn't bring that to show, but I did want to um, show off. I've been laser cutting a lot of these pendants um, and put the instructions on my blog. But if anybody... Uh, makes a donation of $20 or more to a food bank and then sends the receipt to uh, pendants at geekmomprojects.com. I will send them um, a pendant of their choice, even Adafruit. Uh, so. Awesome. What a good deal. So right, I was everybody. hoping to just get that word out there. You heard the call. And All do right. they have to be in the U.S. or? Oh, yes. Thank you for doing okay. Yeah. I will well, I'll cover shipping in the U.S. If somebody wants it outside the U.S. Um, and we'll pay the shipping, that's fine, too. But I'd like the donation to be to a U.S. food bank. All right. All right. Awesome. Okay. All right. However, Thank you guys so much. Um, do you mind uh, posting the links to your uh, wearables? Uh, that you've just oh to bright wearables to. I do not mind at all if yeah. I hadn't done so quickly I would have had uh, something to show with that yeah, maybe next week but um yeah uh, if you, can you say the URLs for folks right now yes yeah I have a 
a coatable wearable line of bags and backpacks with an LED board that works beautifully with Adafruit Clue. It's a lot of fun because you can take your display with you and wear it out. And the bags are at brightwearables.com. Uh, that's just one word. And um, it's been a really fun product um, to develop because codable wearables aren't that common. Um, and they're so easy to code. They work based on Microbit, which is a great beginning tool to learn to code. And they work, the Clue lets you use CircuitPython uh, to do some pretty amazing things and use all the sensors and the amazing display. I'm a big fan of the Display IO library that it is so easy to do great graphics and take them with you. You guys have been right, done an so amazing let's job. See what's going to be like good API, yeah. design that API. Yeah, we'll come back and uh, we're, you know, we have the hour long show um, and come back and, and show it off. Uh, today or next week? I uh, can, next week. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Or, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll have it all set up next week. This was great. Okay. 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 I'm happy nowhere. to see you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom Projects. Thanks, Thank Mom. All right. Next up, let's go to Make It Hacken. Hey, Make It Hacken. Make It Hacken. Hello, hello. Hi, hi. Um, I'm showing off a uh, trophy that I made um, last year for a hackathon, a global hackathon called the NASA Space Apps Challenge. Um, so, I'm here in Huntsville, Alabama. We have a NASA center here, Marshall Space Flight Center. And uh, this is one of my, uh, probably my third or fourth PCB that I made, um, but I made it all out of um, Adafruit components. So it's powered by a um, Bluefruit uh, 32U4 and it's using stacking headers. So it's going through the PCB, oh. have a uh, Featherwing monochrome e-ink display on the front. Cool. I have the uh, DigiKey analog devices, uh, temperature sensor, and um, ocean sensor on there. And then I have the quad alphanumeric display. And then the demo mode is just running uh, NeoPixels. But you can go through each one of the sensors and things like that using uh, buttons in the menu. Um, my first time using the e-ink display, that thing's really cool. Yeah, no, it's like you you really, for your fourth PCB, that's amazing. You've got like NeoPixels, Feathers, Ink, that's a lot. And you've got it all working. So congratulations. You yeah, the, award for the award. <laughs> the only thing that uh, I didn't think about was when you turn it off, the uh, NeoPixels stay on. It's because I uh, wired up the battery um, incorrectly to the NeoPixel. So uh, lesson sure. learned. So I have another switch to just turn off the battery. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good work. It looks awesome. And uh, congratulations on your award award. Thank you. All right. All right. Next. Come uh, by next week. Dr. Footleg. Dr. Footleg. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. I hope that you're a real doctor that works on foot legs and your whole life. Is that? <laughs> is it? So I, I'm a chemistry doctorate. So. Uh, oh, okay. There we go. But it, yeah. why didn't you go into be an ortho doc? Because you'd be Dr. Footleg. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, my son recently said, Dad, could we make a lightsaber, a proper one? And uh, I just happened to have seen the Adafruit lightsaber project online a few weeks before. So I said, of course we can. Um, and uh, we just about got to the point where it's kind of operational. Um, he drew some sketches of what he wanted his lightsaber to look like. So I've learned a ton of CAD skills along the way here because um i had to deconstruct the um the parts that uh provided by the the adafruit learn tutorial and then reconstitute them to his designs from his sketches so he's we've got the the kind of design of the emitter which is um a bit different to the to the one that, that was published um he wanted three buttons so that he could 
actually control what color the blade lit up. So that's been remodeled to fit three of these lovely light up Adafruit buttons. Um, so when they're powered on, they, they light up. Um, and uh, the code is not yet written apart from just a kind of bit of demo code. So this is running the code, um, the circuit Python example um, with a few modifications so that I could just test that I could color change the RGB button because that's going to indicate what color the, that's going to indicate what color the blade is going to turn on when, um, when you press the go button. And then we're also going to put a whole load of sound samples on um, the other thing that I modified was this clasp. Um, I wanted it to be more streamlined in, in line with the, um, the the body. So rather than have the external screw, um, I've done it so it's got internal fixings. And I've also mounted a USB charging socket in there so that we can program it and charge it without having to um, take the screws out and dismantle it. So right, I just thought that might be uh, an interesting project to show. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Footlong. All right. I will uh, get with you later for a sticker. Just remember when we're back to shipping stickers. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Right. Okay. Next up, we are going to go to Joey. Joey, hey, how are hey, you? Joey. Doing good. I've been uh, hanging out here at my parents' house in San Antonio and taking my temperature multiple times a day. So I decided to build a project that would help me to do that without too much effort. I've always wanted to do one of these augmented reality kind of displays. Oh, so yeah. it's... Uh, OLED feather wing uh, reflecting off of this piece of uh, acrylic here, and I'm not sure if I can. That's, yeah, it's. I don't yeah. know what you mean. Anyway. It, it, it like it looks like it's floating in front of your face. Yeah, it looks like it's floating a, in front of your face. That's so it's, it's just one of these um, analog devices, breakout sensors uh, next to one of these really chunky uh, batteries, and um, yeah, when it works, it's uh, yeah, just it's it's kind of magical. These like displays just like look like they're floating out in front of your. There we go. Yeah, yeah and how often do you, do you notice your temperature change, and what are you doing when it does change? Uh, it it's, hovers pretty much around uh, 35 degrees, which is the normal uh, for a forehead temperature sensor. And I've been comparing it to this um, little contact thing that I have, and it's just about right. And my temperature seems to be a little bit below normal normally. But I like the idea of maybe making it so that if your temperature goes up, you could like have it light a light and just yeah. indicate to you. Maybe you should you know check with the real thermometer. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to like maybe streamline it into a simpler design. Yeah, um, no, that's a good idea. I think a lot of it is like passive notification. Like you always have a temperature sensor on you, and it never really does anything unless it unless it's time to check with a very accurate one. It could just be like, hey, like yeah, it's like it's a trigger to do something else. Totally, yeah, and it kind of dovetails with what Brent was doing with uh, the I/O stuff. This isn't connected to the internet, but it's uh, it's yeah. a cool thought to like the idea of having a dashboard that shows me, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, All this right. is what I've been, right. been hacking on. Nice good, work. Good work. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Thanks, okay. Joey. All right. Next up, we're going to Christopher. Hey, Christopher. Hello. How are you guys doing? Welcome back. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that Andrew is on here. He's also from Huntsville, and uh, we we work in the volunteering for the Lego League. That's what the shirt is, and he makes badges for us. It's really neat. Let's Hello. see. Um, okay. So. I've been retro here for the past few weeks. There's an 8051 microcontroller development board, throwback to college days. And I was having trouble with an in-system programmer because it wanted me to install USB drivers and disable security things. So I used a, um, a Pi Zero 
as the in-system programmer. So the cable uh, from the Pi Zero to the, uh, to the ISP port on the uh, 8051, it's got a level converter in there. So I don't have to open up a web page, choose a file, and then I download code to the, uh, to the 8051. Classic, love those chips. Let's see. Of America. Yeah, so I don't know if that's visible or not. So we can change the, the blink rate. We'll go all on and all off and then uh, compile it. Okay. And then choose your file. And it's that guy. No program. And then. Uh, that's it. It didn't take. But anyway, that's the that's the flow. You're you're using a five dollar ultra powered Linux computer to program a five dollar four megahertz computer. <laughs> that's that's it. All right, All right. Great work. Thanks, thanks so much, Christopher. Christopher. All right, next up we're gonna go to TG Techie. TG Techie. Hey TG Techie, welcome back. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Um first off, thank you so much for extending the live stream. That's super awesome. And it's awesome to see what the community has to offer. Um I'm going to switch to, if I can, Yeah, want to see my screen? computer screen. Ah, perfect. Oh, oh you're there. There, you there go. we go. Okay. So you should see three windows in front of you. Three. Yeah. Pygame. Okay. Yes, uh, they're Pygame based, but um, that's just because I'm using Pygame to emulate a display on an actual microcontroller. So I've been, for a couple of years now, emulating and programming a graphical user interface uh, framework that are run on a microcontroller. So here I have three applications running that are all written in my API in Python, and they can all run on a watch. So here I just have a little color guesser, and if you get it right, it doesn't insult you. Um, here I have the second one, um, a little faux like social messaging or uh, social media app. And this is just all mock-ups, but to make it a demonstration that you can have uh, windows that can switch between different views using different tabs. And all the way on the right, I have an app my friend programmed. Um, and he programmed 2048. Oh, oh, oh it crashed. I, go right. uh, <laughs> I promise it works. <laughs> well, fine. Uh, hey, live demos. All right, so you made a game as well. My friend wrote that game using okay. my API um, and got some great feedback. And lastly, I'll keep it quick as well. Um, I have some demos of what this API will eventually run on, which is a CircuitPython powered Bluetooth enabled watch. Um, I have some photos of my first experience BGA soldering using a uh, toaster at my college. Um, and then some photos of the motherboard along with a video of it working on the program, the 24 date working on the watch itself. And okay. Just fast forward a little bit. Uh, ah, not great. Like, I can swear it works and live demos aren't great, but. Um. Right. Well, we believe you. Yeah. I, you you're, you'll come back and you'll show more demos of your watch right. live. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great day. All right. We, we have exactly enough time for everybody if everyone takes three minutes. So I'm going to do Inspired Chaos then Orlando, and then wrap it up with uh, all the pros. Cool. So Inspire Chaos, take it away. Go go pretty fast so we get everybody else in. Cool. Uh, I've just got 
Uh, I've been messing with a Arduino Mega that I bought 10 years ago and finally like getting around to projectifying it, uh, working with WS2811 um, pixel strings. Um, I was trying to do a thing where I control use the uh, PS2 keyboard uh, as the main like program, like the live control input for the light program. Found out that's not going to work too well with the 2811s and fast lead uh, because of, anyway, <laughs> interrupt problems. Uh, so there's the inside of the box. I just made this enclosure with the cigar box with potentiometers and the Adafruit um, analog stick. Right now, the analog stick is just controlling what direction the colors are shifting. So that's mm -hmm. down, oh, yeah. up, left, right. And of course, you can do diagonal down, that up. So my goal is to make a larger screen that's still like three inch pitch, like low resolution, but does all these animations and patterns to live input, live user input. So that's how that's come along so far. It's great to be on the show and talk for the first awesome. time. Awesome. Thanks Thank for you so much. Um, when we're shipping other things, uh, <laughs> let us know. We'll send you a sticker. Thanks. Okay. All right. Orlando, if you're still here, it looks like you are here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get a couple minutes, and then we'll go over to Old Crow. So take it away. Cool. Um, I never quite remember if I showed this off already, uh, but I made a breakout for the LMP91000 that I see. Um, I don't know if everyone knows what a potentiostat is, but it's essentially it's an instrument that allows you to do, uh, that works in a glucometer. Uh, so it allows you to take blood glucose measurements, those types of things. It can also be used for a lot of electrochemical studies, uh, such as I'm using it to detect uh, the presence of um, substances in sweat. Uh, for actually wearable sweat monitors. So you can use it to measure dehydration, measuring sodium, uh, potassium, glucose, et cetera, et cetera, and all those types of biomarkers in sweat. Uh, so this potential set I see is from Texas Instruments. It's pretty handy. It's a, a somewhat difficult to solder package, so I've made it on a little breakout. But other than that, I actually made a little, um, an even smaller, an even more interesting breakout board for us. So this has the Sandy 21 microcontroller. Uh, with a voltage regulator and thing and all that. Uh, so I you know, built a nice little library for it. It's on GitHub, uh, so people can download that and use it to make their own little uh, sweat sensor or any sort of electrochemical uh, tester. Uh, so if you go on GitHub, it's actually on my um, works GitHub. Um, you're not sure screen. Post it in the chat if you if you can too. Okay, we'll do. Uh, so this is just the GitHub for the yeah, LMP. Yeah, yeah. It's the GitHub. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Okay, awesome. So it gives you all the various functions, the control, different things. It has examples, et cetera, et cetera. And I also have one for the little break, the the more interesting board that I made here, which you can actually yeah. program there, you know, all that. Uh, so you can make a little sweat sensor yourself. Um, so if anyone has any questions on that, they can ask me in the chat. But that's about that's it. Cool. If you could do a before and after where you um, do before and then have a bunch of Gatorade and then sweat yeah, again yeah. and see if really does something that'd be cool if you could post it up yeah cool i'll i'll, I'll do something like that thanks yeah cool quantified sweat all, all right, right. and I, roberto, roberto was hiding underneath there so if roberto and old crow agree roberto you do a minute and then old crow you get uh, a couple minutes because i know you have a couple big things to share roberto speed round it hey guys uh yeah my speed round would be a, a meta show and tell which is uh the backpack i won from y'all i think about yay so I won that, and then uh, I'm wearing a just a watch that I think is cool. And my main show and tell is uh, based on the Hazal uh, filler. And back in, oh no, I don't have the the screen sharing. Uh, go fast, go fast. 
but I'll mention that I think it was in December sometime. Y'all gave a, uh, is it sharing screen now? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It's, it's not. And now another person just joined. So you, you got 10 seconds. You have 10 Go. seconds. Finish. Okay. Okay. No problem. So in uh, December, y'all had uh, an announcement about sharing this uh, solar kit. And then uh, I ended up getting one from Voltaic and I made a little birdhouse with a temperature and humidity sensor that uses the alpha quad display and the uh, source code is available here. Thank you for having me. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, Binium, I think it's Binium over there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Hey. So say hi. Binium actually works with Adafruit. Say hi and then we're going to do the last person. Yeah. Bye. Okay. How you doing? Good. Good. Hanging in there. Okay. All right. I will see you on uh, Basecamp and in Slack and uh, stay safe, okay? All right. I just want I just wanted to see you. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's go to Okro play us out. Hey guys. Um, I've wanted to do this for years. I have finally installed uh, PV arrays on my roof. Uh, 31 panels, 320 watts per panel for just under 10 kilowatts. And on a day like this isn't this was taken Friday. This were installed Friday. Uh, even on a cloudy day like this, I was getting over a kilowatt production. But on a nice sunny day like today, I was getting about seven. And I figure in high summer I'll get closer to the theoretical max of nine point nine. But it's already working well because I was shoving about four kilowatts back to the power company. Um, it'll get a little more interesting uh, when I have both of my AC systems going, but. Um, like I said, years in the making, I've finally uh, got a uh, my own uh, power system. Hi. Next is the battery system. I'm not going to go with a power wall or anything. I'm probably going to do something involving uh, like um, forklift batteries, but that's down the road. I'll tell you about that when that happens. All right. All right. Thanks, Marco. Thanks for coming by. All right. Now, Pedro, play us out. All right. Just something real quick. We can't hear it. That's cool. It's just there we go. Hear that. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe, maybe it's really hard. All right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Is it working? Yeah, it's working. All right, thank Bye, you, everybody. everybody. We will be here next week, uh, 7 p.m. This is the world's largest online show and tell. Uh, work on the projects all week for the folks that are um, having some time at home. Now's Come a great back. time to One work on week. the projects and uh, show and share them. 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time. Ask an engineer starts in one minute. See you next week. Bye, everybody. See you next week.